Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, December 15th. Hanukkah this year is December 7th through December 15th. Join this prayer initiative, Eight Days of Prayer During the Eight Days of Hanukkah. Two prayer initiatives have converged and are coming together in collaboration to pray prayers of covering and support for Israel and the Jewish people during the Eight Days of Hanukkah. Bridge Connector Ministries recently launched a prayer initiative, Eight Days of Prayer During the Eight Days of Hanukkah. Each day of Hanukkah, people can listen to a short audio segment of prayers that were spoken at the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast held at the Knesset on November 29th. Both Jews and Christians shared prayers from the podium at this prayer meeting. Jonathan Feldstein with Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation also launched a prayer initiative calling upon Christians throughout the world to pray for Israel during the season of Hanukkah and to ask God for miracles for Israel. He lists eight suggested prayer points that Christians can pray into during the eight days of Hanukkah. The eight prayer points that the Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation suggests have now been incorporated into the eight days of prayer during the eight days of Hanukkah prayer initiative. Each day of Hanukkah, people can listen to a short audio prayer from the Jerusalem prayer breakfast and also pray into the prayer point listed from the Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation. To receive a daily email with the prayer audio and the prayer point for each day of Hanukkah, go to dailyaudiotorah.com and click on the Eight Days of Prayer pick on the navigation menu, then click the Sign Up button. This Hanukkah prayer initiative is for both Jews and Christians to participate in. May we unite together in our prayers for Israel to win the war against Hamas for protection over the IDF soldiers, for more miracles from God as he protects the IDF, for all the remaining hostages to be rescued and brought home soon and safely. May our candles light up the physical darkness, and may our prayers push back the spiritual darkness. Am Chai Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Meketz, and it means at the end of. Genesis 43, 16-29 
When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his house steward, Take the men into the house, slaughter and prepare an animal, for the men will dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph said, and he brought the men into Joseph's house. But the men were frightened at being brought into Joseph's house. It must be, they thought, because of the money we placed in our bags the first time that we have been brought inside, as a pretext to attack us and seize us as slaves with our pack animals. So they went up to Joseph's house steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. If you please, my lord, they said, we came down once before to procure food. But when we arrived at the night encampment and opened our bags, there was each one's money in the mouth of his bag, our money in full. So we have brought it back with us, and we have brought down with us other money to procure food. We do not know who put the money in our bags. He replied, All is well with you. Do not be afraid. Your God the God of your father must have put treasure in your bags for you. I got your payment. And he brought out Simeon to them. Then the man brought the men into Joseph's house, and he gave them water to bathe their feet and provided feed for their donkeys. They laid out their gifts to await Joseph's arrival at noon, for they had heard that they were to dine there. And when Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts that they had brought with them into the house, bowing low before him to the ground. He greeted them, and he said, How is your aged father of whom you spoke? Is he still in good health? They replied, It is well with your servant, our father. He is still in good health. And they bowed and made obeisance. Looking about, he saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and asked, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? And he went on, May Hashem be gracious to you, my boy. Micah 1.1-4.13 The word of Hashem came to Micah, the Morashite, who prophesied concerning Shomron and Jerusalem in the reigns of kings Jotam, Echaz, and Hezekiah of Yehuda. Listen, all you people, give heed, O earth, and all it holds, and let my God be your accuser, my Lord from his holy abode. For lo, Hashem is coming forth from his dwelling place. He will come down and stride upon the heights of the earth. The mountains shall melt under him, and the valleys burst open, like wax before fire, like water cascading down a slope. All this is for the transgression of Jacob, and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob but Shomron, and what the shrines of Yehuda, but Jerusalem? So I will turn Shomron into a ruin in open country, into ground for planting vineyards. For I will tumble her stones into the valley and lay her foundations bare. All her sculptured images shall be smashed, and all her harlot's wealth will be burned, and I will make a waste heap of all her idols. For they were amassed from fees for harlotry, and they shall become harlot's fees again. Because of this I will lament and wail. I will go stripped 
and naked. I will lament as sadly as the jackals, as mournfully as the ostriches, for her wound is incurable. It has reached Yehuda. It has spread to the gate of my people, to Jerusalem. Tell it not in Gath. Refrain from weeping. In Bethlehephra, strew dust over your head. Pass on, inhabitants of Shaphir. Did not the inhabitants of Zanan have to go forth naked in shame? There is lamentation in Bethel's. It will withdraw its support from you. Though the inhabitants of Maroth hoped for good, yet disaster from Hashem descended upon the gate of Jerusalem. Hitch the steeds to the chariot, inhabitant of Lachish. It is the beginning of fair Zion's guilt. Israel's transgressions can be traced to you. Truly, you must give a farewell gift to the Moresheth Gath. The houses of Akzib are to the kings of Israel like a spring that fails. A dispossessor will I bring to you, who dwell in Merishah. At Adullam the glory of Israel shall set. Shear off your hair and make yourself bald for the children you once delighted in. Make yourself as bald as a vulture, for they have been banished from you. Ah, those who plan iniquity and design evil on their beds. When morning dawns, they do it, for they have the power. They covet fields and seize them, houses and take them away. They defraud men of their homes and people of their land. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am planning such a misfortune against this clan that you will not be able to free your necks from it. You will not be able to walk erect. It will be such a time of disaster. In that day, one shall recite a poem about you and utter a bitter lament, and shall say, My people's portion changes hands, how it slips away from me. Our field is allotted to a rebel. We are utterly ravaged. Truly, none of you shall cast a lock cord in the assembly of Hashem. Stop preaching, they preach. That's no way to preach. Shame shall not overtake us. Is the house of Jacob condemned? Is Hashem's patience short? Is such his practice? To be sure, my words are friendly to those who walk in rectitude. But an enemy arises against my people. You strip the mantle with the cloak off such as pass unsuspecting who are turned away from war. You drive the women of my people away from their pleasant homes. You deprive their infants of my glory forever. Up and depart. This is no resting place because of your defilement. Terrible destruction shall befall. If a man were to go about uttering windy, baseless falsehoods, I'll preach to you in favor of wine and liquor. He would be a preacher acceptable to that people. I will assemble Jacob, all of you. I will bring together the remnant of Israel. I will make them all like sheep of Basra, like a flock inside its pen. They will be noisy with people. One who makes a breach goes before them. They enlarge it to a gate and leave by it. Their king marches before them, Hashem at their head. 
I said, Listen, you rulers of Jacob, you chiefs of the house of Israel, for you ought to know what is right, but you hate good and love evil. You have devoured my people's flesh, you have flayed the skin off them, and their flesh off their bones. And after tearing their skins off them, and and their flesh off their bones, and breaking their bones to bits, you have cut it up as into a pot, like meat in a cauldron. Some day they shall cry out to Hashem, but he will not answer them. At that time he will hide his face from them in accordance with the wrongs they have done. Thus said Hashem to the Nevi'im who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to chew, but launch a war on him who fails to fill their mouths. Assuredly, it shall be night for you, so that you cannot prophesy, and it shall be dark for you, so that you cannot divine. The sun shall set on the Nevi'im, and the day shall be darkened for them. The seers shall be shamed, and the diviners confounded. They shall cover their upper lips, because no response comes from Hashem. But I, I am filled with strength by the Spirit of Hashem, and with judgment and courage to declare to Jacob his transgressions, and to Israel his sin. Hear this, you rulers of the house of Jacob, you chiefs of the house of Israel, who detest justice and make crooked all that is straight, who build Zion with crime, Jerusalem with iniquity. Her rulers judge for gifts, her Kohenim give rulings for a fee, and her Nevi'im divine for pay. Yet they rely upon Hashem, saying, Hashem is in our midst. No calamity shall overtake us. Assuredly, because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the Har Habayit a shrine in the woods. In the days to come, the mount of Hashem's house shall stand firm above the mountains, and it shall tower above the hills. The peoples shall gaze on it with joy, and the many nations shall go and shall say, Come, let us go up to the mount of Hashem, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For instruction shall come forth from Zion, the word of Hashem from Jerusalem. Thus, He will judge among the many peoples and arbitrate for the multitude of nations, however distant, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not take up sword against nation. They shall never again know war. But every man shall sit under his grapevine or fig tree with no one to disturb him, for it was God the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, who spoke. Though all the peoples walk each in the names of its gods, we will walk in the name of Hashem, our God, forever and ever. In that day, declares Hashem, I will assemble the lame sheep and will gather the outcast and those I have treated harshly, and I will turn the lame into a remnant and the expelled into a populous nation and Hashem will reign over them on Mount Zion, 
now and forevermore. And you, O Migdal, outpost of fair Zion, it shall come to you. The former monarchy shall return, the kingship of fair Jerusalem. Now why do you utter such cries? Is there no king in you? Have your advisers perished, that you have been seized by writhing like a woman in travail? Writhe and scream, fair Zion, like a woman in travail. For now you must leave the city and dwell in the country, and you will reach Babylon. There you shall be saved. There Hashem will redeem you from the hands of your foes. Indeed, many nations have assembled against you who think, Let our eyes obscenely gaze on Zion. But they do not know the design of Hashem. They do not divine His intent. He has gathered them like cut grain to the threshing floor. Up and thresh, fair Zion, for I will give you horns of iron and provide you with horns and hoofs of bronze, and you will crush the many peoples. You will devote their riches to Hashem, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. Revelation 6, 1-17 And I, John, saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and with a, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld. And, lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see that you hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given to them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to every one of them, and it was said to them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a black, a great earthquake, 
and the sun became black as a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Psalm 134, 1-3 Behold, bless you the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary, and bless the Lord, the Lord that made heaven and earth bless you out of Zion. Proverbs 30, 1-4 The words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spoke unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ukal. Surely I am more brutish than any man, and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom, nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who has ascended up into heaven, or descended? Who, gath- who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you can tell? I want to speak to you today from our reading from Revelation chapter 6. And this is actually a chapter that I've been really studying, reflecting on, reading over and over, and really asking the Lord for insight and understanding on this chapter. So to give you a broader context I believe that Revelation chapter 6, we see these seals that are unsealed. And then in the next chapter, in chapter 7, we see the 144,000, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes that are sealed. And then in chapter 8, we see silence for half an hour. And then the trumpets begin to sound. So uh, the seventh seal is the silence for about half an hour. That's the seventh seal. And then the trumpets begin to sound after that. So I believe that Revelation chapter 6 is describing the time immediately preceding the time known as the Great Tribulation. When the trumpets begin to sound, that's the beginning of the Great Tribulation. The The 42 months the 1260 days, the three and a half years. So I believe that starts in Revelation chapter 8 when when the trumpets are sounded. So the seals precede it. They are like the early birth pangs of the labor process. And so that kind of gives you an overall context. But now let's dig into chapter 6 of Revelation. And we see the first seal is a white horse. And the horse, the person who's sitting on the horse has a bow, but no arrow. And a crown is given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. 
So there's a lot of different ways you could interpret interpret this. There's a lot of ways that you could interpret this, but I believe one interpretation that makes a lot of sense and more than one teacher has come to the same conclusion that I have is that that white horse could very well have been the coronavirus that went all over the planet. And truly, it brought the nations to their knees, the lockdowns, the staying in place, many businesses that were shut down. And the writer is wearing a crown. And what's the virus called? Coronavirus. And corona means crown. And the writer has a bow but no arrow. When you look at that word bow in the Greek, it's called, it means toxin. Toxin. And so where's the missing arrow? Well, the poison-dipped arrow would be the jab that rolled out the door, that they came up with this experimental use so-called vaccine, but it's not a vaccine because it has mRNA in it and it changes your DNA permanently. The poison-dipped arrow, it was a bio-weapon. So this could very well be the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Now let's look at the second seal, conflict on the earth. It's a red horse that goes out riding, and the red horse was granted to bring take away peace from the earth, and people would kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. So I think that this second horse has been loosed and released. We're seeing the early stages of it. It's probably going to get much worse. It began, I believe, with the Russia-Ukraine war that is still ongoing. And millions and millions and millions of dollars have been poured into that war. In fact, more money goes to the Russia-Ukraine war by far, something like 10 to 15 times more money is sent from the U.S. to Ukraine than what is being sent to Israel. Now we have this other war front that has opened up as of October the 7th of 2023, and that's between Israel and Hamas. But it's much, much more than just between those two entities, between Israel and Hamas, because we have seen an evil spirit loosed upon the earth and huge anti-Semitism. We've seen tens of thousands of protesters out on the streets that have sided with Hamas that are chanting from the river to the sea, which is basically a call for the genocide of the Jewish people and for the complete erasure of the nation of Israel and replace Israel with Palestine. Um, so it's a call for genocide. And we're seeing that in places like Munich and Berlin and Washington, D.C., and um in Australia, in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in New York, all over the world, every major city, all over Europe. And, you know, for people to line up and to take sides with Hamas, the butchers, the ISIS Nazi monsters who did such horrendous, horrific things to the Jewish people on the 7th of October, I don't know where their moral compass is. But all I can figure is it, it is an evil spirit. What they did was demonic. So 
this war is still unfolding. It's going to take some time for it to resolve. And it could very well widen, and it already has widened, because actually Iran is really behind it all. Iran is the snake, and Iran uses proxies to do her bidding. So Iran supplies and trains and equips all these proxies. So now Israel is fighting a war on several fronts. They're fighting a war against Hamas in the Gaza Strip, but they're also dealing with Hezbollah on the northern front with Lebanon, and missiles are coming in from Lebanon. And they're also dealing with the Houthis in Yemen as well. They're lobbing some missiles at Israel as well. And that, and behind all of that is Iran. And so this could potentially, in time, it could possibly morph into the Gog-Magog War or World War III. And so don't think it's just some foreign war over there. There are Jews that are being killed and slaughtered and murdered all over the world right now. They're being persecuted. They're having swastikas and uh, the Star of David painted on their places of business and on their homes. And, you know, the saying goes in radical Islam, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. So first they go after the Jews, and then they go after the Christians. So this third seal, or this the, um, the second seal is the red horse with war. I do believe that that seal has been unsealed and we're living in it now. The next seal is the third seal, the black horse. And the black horse has to do with a global economic uh, crash. And that there's a pair of scales in his hand, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Now, this horse, I believe, is very close to being fully released. It's probably... Um, not in the barn in its stall anymore. This horse has been brought to the racing track and um, the pistol will soon go off. And when the pistol goes off, the horse will start running its race and, and taking its track. Uh, we're seeing a lot of precursors. Uh, some of the banks are beginning to fail. We're seeing tremendous um, inflation. And a lot of this is because of the insane policies that the Biden administration is, is implementing with just printing more and more money out of thin air, monopoly money, fiat money. And so this is why the BRICS nations are coming together and saying we want a currency based on and backed up with gold because the paper money is becoming worthless. So a lot of the effects of all that is that inflation is is hard. It's it's really breaking the backs of the middle class. And we have high prices of gas, high prices of food. People are house poor. They pay their house payment and then they can't afford to buy anything else. So uh, this horse is will soon be released. The fourth seal is the pale horse, widespread death on the earth. The fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. We're beginning, we see some of that, but not in, not in all of its fullness. The sixth seal, we see cosmic 
disturbances with an earthquake and the sun becoming black and the moon like blood. And, and truly, those are big signposts because those star, uh, signs from the heavens are also mentioned in the book of Joel and in other places that it immediately precedes the day of the Lord. And when you see the phrase, the day of the Lord, that is talking about the beginning of the Great Tribulation, period. And the Great Tribulation period is 42 months, 1260 days, three and a half years. So I believe we are, we've already seen the first seal. We're in the middle of the second seal right now. And the third seal is coming soon and is beginning slowly to actually roll out. So that's kind of where we're at, I think. And um, I think we are definitely living in the season in the time of the return of Christ. I, I don't think it's 50 years away or 100 years away. I believe it's going to happen in our lifetime. I believe we are the last and the final generation, and we will see his return. So stay strong. Keep the faith. Keep your eyes on Yeshua. Stay in his word. Stay in prayer. Draw near to him. Stay close to him. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.